listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast with host John Pimba and James Grandey. Well, what's going on, everybody? John F. Henry here with James Grande. It's the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast. I guess James is technically DFS Alarm, right? This is the DFS NBA podcast where the DFS Alarm brand for, for DFS content. So it's the DFS Alarm NBA DFS con- podcast. I don't know. So it's a bunch of word jumbles, but we're here for 10 games late, kicking off the first weekend of the NBA season. We've had a fantastic run so far, James. That huge slate that we had on Wednesday, uh, full of ups and downs, full of surprises, some breakout players, some stars are who we thought they were, some disappointing performances from top tier guys, but uh, it's the NBA season. It's great to have it back. It is great to have it back. And Thursday slate has not been so kind to me. And uh, it looks by the looks of things, whoever didn't play Steph Curry is not going to be very kind to them either. But either way, very nice to have the NBA back. And I do agree. DFS Alarm, NBA, DFS podcast. I, don't, I, I wonder how many times we can say DFS in a, in a lead in here, but I bet you we can throw it in there a couple more times if we really tried. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do our <laughs> best. You know, it, it's certainly a tongue twister to say DFS Alarm, DFS NBA podcast, but you know we, we got it to work there twice. Well, we have a lot to get to though, James, so let's too much time jibber jabbering here about the names of the sites uh, that we work for. We got so we got ten games going on for this slate here. We have a late night hammer. Now we all love that uh, shocker here. Lakers involved once again. We got Utah, Sacramento, and Phoenix, L.A. as the two late night hammers. We got a two twenty five and a half total in that Lakers game. Uh, two twenty five and a half total for Kings, Utah. Not really the greatest matchups though. I mean, Utah we know generally plays slow. Phoenix generally likes to clamp down, but the totals are nice there. Uh, we get, it looks like we have a high total in Brooklyn, Philadelphia at 230. Uh, that's just a one-point spread there. Uh, no Ben Simmons. He's dealing with whatever he's got going on. Biggest point total of the night. Looking, what we got? We had you, San Antonio, Denver. Denver's giving seven there. And then New Orleans and Chicago, your Bulls giving seven to the Pelicans. So that's a quick overview of some of the, the matchups here. Next. Nick's giving seven to the Magic as well. Seven to the Magic. I got that at six and a half, but close enough, right? DK DK Sportsbook has uh, seven. So, yeah, close enough. I mean, yeah, look, the Pelicans looked horrible on opening night, and the Bulls looked pretty good defensively, especially. They looked really good offensively in the second half. I will say could be without their best defender in Patrick Will, but we'll see there. But, yeah, exciting slate. I think those late-night games, Sean, and it's something that we – I just want to bring it back to last year – when we talked about Utah games, how we typically think that, oh, yeah, Utah is this, this team that no, no points are scored. I feel like we said that a lot last year, and Utah scored a ton of points, and we're always in high totals despite – I'm going to go back and, and just quickly look because I, I feel like they were actually one of the league's leading scorers. Utah Jazz averaged the most points per game last year in the Western Conference. Just want to throw it out but there. What was their opponents, which is generally what we're looking 107. Which is the second fewest in the Western Conference. So that's that's generally um, where where our issues come into play, right? Yep. We're looking yep. at game totals. It wasn't necessarily always the Utah side. It was that the game itself was we we figured would usually be slow. Uh, we couldn't play who they were even playing. And a lot of time last year during the regular season, they were blowing teams out. So it was it was tough to trust in roster. So at Utah, they have a lot of good players, but for fantasy though, yeah. you can't rely every night on on a Mitchell or a Conley, Gobert had a good night, Bogdan. You need one or two of those guys out so you can play 
Point Mitchell or right. a Clarkson off a bench. You need you need somebody to sit for some fantasy relevance there outside of cash games because all those guys are good cash game plays. Right. I just I I just figured it was worth mentioning because it it was somewhat of a an interesting take on how these games aren't or why are these totals so high where I agree but yeah 9.2 differential last year was bigger than anyone by three points right so yeah uh, to your point very much so a lot of, involved in a lot of blocks yep all right so let's just jump into it like we talked about on the last we are looking at DraftKings FanDuel and of course Yahoo Fantasy Sports uh, this year for DFS, they have great DFS contests over there. Generally, some decent amount of overlay as well for Friday. Yahoo has the 10K up top $15 entry contest there. Uh, a tick under 10,000 people in terms of contest entrance. So definitely go ahead, go over there, check it out. Take, again, a lot of great things happening over with Yahoo DFS that we're actively a part of this season. And again, for those of you just maybe tuning in now, maybe you're just, just starting your DFS NBA adventure for this Friday. FanDuel now does have multi-position eligible, which is, uh, for me, I'm not really a big fan. Truthfully, I would, I would rather... Uh, make people make decisions on players instead of having everybody basically have multiple positions. But uh, I digress. I'll get off my soapbox, James, and we'll kick it off at the point guard spot. I'm looking at DraftKings right now. I got them all open, but for DraftKings, James Harden is our top priced point guard going up against Philadelphia 76ers. No Ben Simmons defense. Don't got to worry about that. He's $9,400, James. Outside, I guess, including Harden, where else are you looking at the top tier here? I mean, it definitely starts with Harden. I think it's a great play. You mentioned the totals, the highest on the board, and, and it's just Harden Durant. We saw parts of Brooklyn contribute, but the the, the train's going to run through the engine or because of the engine, the engine that is Harden and Durant. I think Lamelo Ball uh, back in another good spot. And even if he's not, we saw, uh, even in spots where it's deemed a tough matchup, like not only did he score 31 points, but he had nine rebounds, seven assists, two Two steals. This is why he was the cover of the cheat sheet this year. This is one of our favorite options coming into the year. I mean, he's really not that expensive across the industry. 77 on DraftKings, 82 on FanDuel, and on Yahoo, he's only $34. He, he, and he, he gets, might be one of the highest rostered players on Yeah, no question. He was, on, he was 77 for sure. Yeah, he was what, over 20% opening on. Yeah, he was 19. I think he was 19. I think he was 19%. And that was no games being played against a generally tough defense in Indiana. And now we're getting a Cleveland team who might be without Garland and who's considered a horrible defensive unit. I mean, LaMelo is going to be very chalky. So I think he's in a really good spot. And I think the pivot at, at this price tier, I think there's two. It's Malcolm Brogdon, who is going to shoulder a, a very heavy work with his Indiana team, especially with Karis LeVert out right now. And we can also expect Chris, Chris Duarte to score almost 30 actual every game as a rookie. Um, and then DeJounte Murray, who I think is going to be very contrarian considering it's the Nuggets. But, I mean, we saw it on opening night. He's elite in a lot of different ways. And he only scored 15 points, and we expect him to be the leading scorer on this team. So I think Lonzo's the chalk. I think Murray and Brogdon are nice pivots at this tier. Yeah, I mean, monster game out of Brogdon, which is funny because he came in there with a shoulder injury, yep. uh, came out of it looking pretty damn good. So no problems there as well. Next year below, you got your boy Lonzo Ball. Uh, what are your thoughts on his debut there with Chicago? I mean, not great, 
but also not terrible. I mean, look, the Bulls did not look great until the second half when Zach Levine took the game over. So there's going to be games where Lonzo is what he is. He's the fourth option offensively a lot of nights, but uh, he's also a very good rebounder. He's also a very good passer. I think the, the assist number is going to come up. And I think in this game especially, he's going to look to score the basketball more going up against the old team. So I Lonzo quite a bit in the mid-tier. Surrounded by a lot of Surrounded by a lot of interesting names, especially on Fandle, where Darius Garland is is questionable, but if he plays, I think he's interesting. Spencer Dinwiddie is 6,200. Beals. Right, and, and Beals questionable. And Dinwiddie didn't, like, get to really show anything off because he only had to play 26 minutes. So they, it was a blowout win for the Wizards. KPJ, bounce back at $6,000, I think, could be interesting. And then Tyrese Maxey, do we think, that this kind of production continues in the best game environment per Vegas on the board. And, and maybe, maybe the, the bucks showed that there are some chinks in the, in the Brooklyn defense because they put up a, a large number. Are you willing to pay 58 for maxi John? That's 58 on Fandle. He's a uh, 5,300, I think on DraftKings. I mean, he didn't show, show me anything to be afraid. I mean, yeah, he's not right. 4k. So of course the value you lose a little value on him, obviously, but if they have nobody else to play the position, I don't see why we wouldn't right. uh, at least consider him again. I mean, okay, he's six, he's under six thousand dollars. He gave you thirty-five fantasy points. That's seven and a half x, right, or something like that in that range that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. So, or six, six and a half x, rather. So, I mean, yeah, I have, I have no problems at all going there. Thirty-three minutes, twenty-seven and five. We saw him last year when he took on a bigger role that he was able to be productive in. Yeah, it's Brooklyn. We don't, we're not really expecting them to play a lot of defense this year. So yeah, I, I buy into that one for sure. The the Celtics rotation is kind of interesting. We saw Dennis Schroeder, 31 fantasy points last last night with them. But yeah, it was overtime, so you got to take that into a little bit of account where the minutes came from. But he's gonna play heavy minutes off the bench for Boston, and then you're seeing likely to play, but Jalen Brown's questionable, Marcus Smart's questionable, things like that. So I think Schroeder's going to be a pretty interesting guy to consider um, off the bench this year for Boston. Yeah, so do I. I think it's more of a tournament play, but also Toronto's defense looked horrible on night one, and and we could see Schroeder matched up with old man Dragic at times, and I think that's uh, a, a really good opportunity to him to, for him to get some offense going. So I do Schroeder quite a bit. I want to ask you something, and you've been the Patty Mills whisperer all, all off. <laughs> I've never felt more vindicated about anything in my life. <laughs> is he good chalk or is he bad chalk? He is currently listed for those around the world. 4,800 on DraftKings. He's 47 on Fandle. And over on Yahoo, Patty Mills is $11. So you're right, obviously is, playing him on yeah. Yeah. Yahoo. Yep, no question about it. Yeah, for sure you're playing, you're playing him for $11. I mean, yeah, listen, everything that happened for, for Patty Mills is exactly what I kind of thought was going to happen, where he's going to come off the bench. He's going to be that point guard that is going to get the rotation minutes with Harden off the floor or Durant off the floor. And we saw last year, James, he found his offensive game. He right. scored the most points of his career last year because I think he knew he was going into a contract year. And he's like, time for me to get paid. I'm going to start shooting. And then he goes into the Olympics and starts shooting the lights out. And here he is now with the Nets. And I said before, I think he's going to be on the closing unit for the Nets when they're, you know, looking to close out games at the end of games. And he was on the floor last night with their starters. They didn't play Bruce Brown a minute in that game. 
They played Javon uh, Carter. Correct. He played uh, two minutes at the end oh, of, sorry. Uh, at the end bare, of regulation. They let him bring the towels on the floor to hand out to the guys as they, they came off. So, you know, bar- barely saw a minute or two. Javon Carter is trash. He played 20 minutes, I think, right? So Patty Mills at 5K, just under 5K, it obviously kills the value for him because when he was 3,800 or whatever he was, he gave you 10x. But now he's almost 6K, or sorry, almost 5K. 30 is 6x, it's good, but now you need him to hit his ceiling. That's that's where I worry. So I'm okay playing him. I think he's fine as a high floor player, but I also, I, I liked it better when he was cheaper. I'm almost hoping he has a bad game here, so he'll be cheaper next slate. Fair. I'm not in love with the price tag ultimately so i don't yeah, know it's not great yahoo's where it's perfect yeah yahoo you're pure yes and it's a plug and play but there's not a lot of other value i'll ask you about one more guy at point guard uh before moving on and that's ricky rubio but i'm only asking because again darius garland's potentially going to miss this game but rubio had 12 10 and 4 in 24 minutes with Garland active, do we are we in on Rubio regardless? I mean, Charlotte is was a bad defensive team last year, and it's not like they improved anywhere. Is Rubio a play for you only if Garland sits, or is Rubio kind of hmm? This could be a tournament option either way. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think he's nothing more than a tournament a tournament option. He's not somebody that I'm looking to build my lineups around because. I mean, a FanDuel is 56. It's not like he's cheap, right? right? right. So if he, if he starts, yeah, there's, of course, a little bit more appeal there. But you also look at the lineup they put out, James, the other night. <laughs> it had Laurie Markkinen starting at small forward. It had Mobley at power forward. It had Allen at center. And then it was the two guards with Garland and Sexton. So, like, yeah, maybe it's just going to be that type of offense where where it's, it's friendly to the guards to not only just score but also get assists because there's so many big men out there. So, Right. Uh, I want to wait and see, but I don't want I don't want to pay fifty six hundred. He'll need to start for me to even really consider it. Okay, I, I I tend to agree, but pretty crazy to see a double double twenty four minutes. Not something, not something you generally see. But Ricky Rubio is a very good passer. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Let's go to the shooting guard position. Obviously, we know Bradley Beal's to the top. He's questionable, and DraftKings is ninety two. Um, hundred dollars there. Jalen Brown started at shooting guard for Boston. He had he set the team record for points on opening. We've seen that say that maybe he's going to be questionable coming off such a coming off COVID and playing so many minutes out of the gate. But I almost feel this is chasing the points. Obviously, he's it was a double overtime game. They're home. It's up against Toronto. We know they don't really have a great defense. I, I'm hesitant to expect Jalen Brown to be good here. I guess. What did we say the other night, Chad? And we said, no way we are playing Jalen Brown coming off COVID. And then Jalen Brown goes to 74. And we're still not going to play Jalen Brown. Why the hell are we going to play him? I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, also, I think Toronto is better than what they showed. Maybe maybe not, though. Is he going to get Dragic defense? Is he going to get Van Bleed defense? He has a significant size advantage over both those guys he has a quickness advantage over both those guys i mean it could be a really good spot if he's starting a shooting guard again so i'm not going to just shy away from jalen brown completely they probably put they probably put barnes on him now and have uh, which is scary that that could actually be really scary because scotty barnes is a really good defender and if jalen is a little tired or 
feeling any type of any type of ill effects from his bout with COVID, then that'd be tough. But again, we said this last time, and and the Knicks have one of the staunchest defenses in the league. They had J. Well, I mean, you, RJ. You know, what we missed on that was that Evan Fournier was their starting shooting guard. That is also that is also a fair point because Evan Fournier is. Not a good defender. Neither is Kevin Poincaré. Yeah, so. that's fair. They're gonna be they're gonna be far worse defensively this year um, than they were last year. That's very true. I mean, look, I think Jalen's great. I spot a little better for Donovan Mitchell against Sacramento. If they if Sacramento can keep that game close, at least it's in in Sacramento. I Levine quite a bit against New Orleans. Does New Orleans keep that game close? You know, I think that remains to be seen. So I think there's. Those three guys at the top stand out. bounce back for FVD for you. Yeah, sure. I mean, on the flip side of that game, you mentioned Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier went absolutely berserk against Jalen Brown. So, sure. The price tag on DraftKings, he's 60, I think it was, I think it was like 68 or $6,900. Yep, $6,900. Yep. I mean, that's a, that's a drop from what he was the other night. And he was the cover of, you know, it didn't work, but he was the cover of the podcast because we thought he was a great value then. And now he's cheaper. DraftKings, he's still expensive. DraftKings, he's 8,300. I'm probably... Oh, Fandle. I'm Fan- yeah, sorry, Fandle. sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Fandle, he's he's 83. I'm probably a little shy there. I still like the player. I, I, I think in the game stack scenario, you can play him. But again, as we talked about before, Everybody has two positions, so you don't. You can play Malcolm Brogdon now as a shooting guard at seventy-seven hundred dollars. You don't have to play Van Vliet at eighty-three. Like you used to have yeah. to consider. So I have more on DraftKings at sixty-nine, not really so much at eighty-three, but I could be con- talked into it. Yeah, I agree. And and the thing is, we talked all off season about this Raptors team, and it was going to be Van Vliet, and it was going to be Ananobi while Pascal Siakam's out, even maybe when he's back, it's just a three-headed monster. There's no way they're going to hold this guy down. I mean, maybe for two games, short. I don't buy it, though. I, I think that we're in for big bounce back. 6,900 is too hard to ignore. I'm, I'm all aboard, John, on DraftKings for sure. Yeah, I'm with you there as well. As we're going further down the list, I mean, what jumps out to you for looking mid-tier value at this position? How about a revenge narrative here, John? We just talked about him. Evan Fournier? Sure. Headed back to Orlando. Look, we know the guy can score. He's, I mean, I, Fournier is going to score the basketball all year. I don't. He's not going to lead them in scoring. We we saw that. I mean, he scored 32, but Julius Randle is going to be the leading scorer, and I think Fournier has a chance to be number two. I th- I don't think Kevin is going to stay healthy. Rose isn't going to stay healthy. Mitchell Robinson is an elite scorer, and Barrett, you know, who knows? He had played one half where he didn't score the basketball. He he had no. He had zero points. I just and love then, that he that they're going to get all the minutes. <laughs> all the minutes right and ultimately he's gonna play all the minutes so they're all gonna play all the minutes so i i really 40 plus minutes even if it didn't go to overtime it didn't matter. <laughs> that is true they i don't know if you saw this. someone asked fibs they're like, hey coach are you gonna give randall and barrett some time off they led the league in minutes last year and and Thibodeau just responded and said they're gonna play minutes and then smiled. <laughs> so, that's smart you play your best players right like right, if you want to win right. games play the good guys And and one of the good guys also at the position, R.J. Barrett. I know he's small forward, but on both sides. So, you're going to hate this. We already have a position change, John. R.J. Barrett. Barrett. Point guard on draft. He is a point guard. He is a point guard, small forward on DK. Um, He's a shooting guard on fan. So, yeah, I think you can play both the Knicks guys. I think they're both fine. And then I think the interesting part is... 
and I, and we were talking about this a little bit. I just I mentioned it to you in passing. All the Spurs did well. All of them. Every shooting guard the Spurs have on their roster. I I don't know why Dejounte Murray is a shooting guard on Fanduel. I'm just gonna ignore it. I think but it's because they don't really know the rotations either. So they gave they all the guards yeah. both positions. Derek White, 30 fantasy points. Lonnie Walker, 35 fantasy points. Devin Vassell, 35 fantasy points. Who are we trusting? Vassell got a lot of blowout run, but he's in the rotation. Lonnie Walker in the rotation, only 25 minutes. I mean, uh, I, I told you on the last podcast, Derek White and Cash. Derek White, yep. He He's sneaky here in terms of like leading their team in scoring, right? Doesn't he feel the sneaky pick to lead this team in scoring? I ultimately think... It's going to be DeJounte. But he, he added the three-point game last year, right. and right. he's he's actually good at shooting them. So I think I think it's a sneaky because DeJounte does a lot more than Derek White. I feel like Derek White is not one-dimensional with scoring, but that's what he does best. I White, but I, I'm not going to lie. I, I do the value in Lonnie. I do Lonnie Walker at 4,900. I know it's Denver. It's going to be tough, but 4,900... If I had 4,900 left for a second shooting guard, I don't, I don't think Lonnie Walker would I would cross off my list. No, I, I'm with you there. What do you think of Furkan last night? He put up 31 fantasy points, 22 minutes. I mean, 20 minutes, 22 points. It, it's, it's probably tough to run it back with him, but, I mean, he's a guy that's going to see increased run given their rotation. The, the only thing is, let's, we're gonna, this is my first popcorn machine of the year. Let's do it. Because I want to see how he, if he played, uh, gar- he played all garbage run. All right. Well, I'll, I'll take it back. We can take it back. He had, he had just, just so we know, just so he had eight first half minutes and he didn't check in again until the three minute mark in the third quarter. Well, there you go. So good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Ken Bazemore played 30 minutes. He didn't do much in those 30 minutes, but if he starts again, 4,100. I'd rather play Caruso at 4,500. Well, what's Caruso on on DraftKings? He's 4,200. So I'd rather play Caruso at 42. Because he closed the game, four steals, three three rebounds, three assists, two blocks. Literally so good defensively. And one for five from the floor. So positive regression there. I'd rather play Caruso, I think, than Baseball. I think Caruso just does more. On FanDuel, I'm probably just going to play Patty over Caruso for 200 bucks. Fair, fair. Uh, more than that. Let's see. Let's go over to small forward position. Kevin Durant's 10-8 over on FanDuel, which is wild. It's it's appropriate. It's expensive. But over on DraftKings, he's just 9 That a lot more. I'm not really worried about the matchup here against Philly. Kevin Durant, for me, all season long, as long as he's healthy, is going to be one of my top guys. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, a lot of on opening night, I played Durant and Harden. They were the first two people I plugged into my lineup. I have no problem playing them both because they both do so freaking much when they're on the floor. When you talk about concentrated offenses, this is one of them. It's it's very hard to... We saw no big man in Brooklyn did well because Durant, Harden, and then Patty Mills was the third option on that day. So uh, I have no problem paying for Durant. And plus, it's a 230 total. It's the, the best total on the board. It's a one-point spread. Nothing better than a... 230 total with a one point spread. So yeah, give me, give me this, give me all the Durant 9,300, man. It's just silly. But at the same time, DraftKings has been very slow to the punch with their, with their pricing to mm-hmm. begin the year. So 
it doesn't really surprise me that much. Where are you? Do you, do you believe in LeBron against Phoenix after the way he opened up the <laughs> season? We liked Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram against Chicago, 41 fantasy points against the Sixers on opening night, still no Zion. What other small forwards in this top tier are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I'm going to go LBJ. I, I also didn't love LBJ on opening slate, and he obviously shut my mouth. Yeah, like, him and AD went nutty. Yeah, uh, Ingram is going to be super consistent all year, especially with those Zion, right? Look, we're going to play Ingram as much as possible. I think Ingram is a great play all formats, whatever, whatever. And what's the official status on Pat Williams? Is he, he's a probable, okay. Because he's going to be, he's going to be guarding Brandon Ingram. Not that I'm scared of Patrick Williams' defense. He's just a very good defender. But Brandon Ingram's usage rate is going to be one of the highest in the league as long as Zion's not there. So, yeah, Ingram's fine. I think this is – we're going to go – we're going to play some Michael Porter Jr. here. Look, 15 points, they only needed him to take 10 shots. Michael Porter Jr. is not going to have many games where he's only taking 10 shots. When he's on the floor for 33 minutes, I don't think San Antonio has anyone to defend this guy. So, John, welcome. It's Michael Porter Jr. season. We, we've made it. It's It starts on Friday. And then OG. I'm going back to well with OG on an OB. Look, another... We talked about it with Van, Van Vliet. I saw so much positive improvements from OG this offseason. And he, he shot the ball. Let's face it. He shot the ball shit opening night. And he still gives us a double-double. And he still did what he does. Two steals and a block. And on Fandle, he gets you 30 fantasy points. So I'm going right back to the well with OG. And John, Gordon Hayward, man. He's just good. When he's healthy, he's just so good. So it definitely helps the shot. No, is your, yeah, no, yeah, no doubt. But I think from Ingram, Ingram, Porter, Hayward, Ananobi, you have a lot of really good to choose from. Hayward would probably be at the bottom of that group for me. Yeah. I think the, the next tier is actually really strong as well. Really too. Strong I mean, as well, right? Especially on FanDuel, Nikhil Alexander Walker's 57. Again, shooting guard small four eligibility. Oh, my God. That's how his name is. Uh, Will Barton had a really good game. Again, 5,700. Kyle Kuzma, 15 mm-hmm. rebounds, man. Mm-hmm. 15 boards for Kyle Kuzma. Only 11 points, but still, he's $5,600. I think he's a guy that I think is very, is very much in play there. If you want to chase the Duarte points. That's my, that was my question to you. That was going to be my exact question to you. Do you chase it? Because It, it feels it, at 5,300 now on FanDuel. You know what his price? Wait, don't look on. Don't don't look. Let's let's take a guess. Let's, what do you think Duarte's price is on DraftKings? Fifty-five. Six K. Yeah. So like Try. I said, it's, it's it, he needs thirty fantasy points just for five X. What's his Yahoo price tag? You got that open? Yeah, I got it open. Duarte on Yahoo is all right. So we're playing we're playing him on Yahoo, John. Is he ten dollars? He's eleven dollars. Okay, we're yes. playing him over there. You're playing him over, and yeah, perfect, great, fantastic. Can't play him though for me on the other. On the other sites because he's just nope. too expensive. You need him to have you need him to have a ceiling game again. So it's just it, it's hard to hard to rely on that there. Mm-hmm. Um, my guy though, James. Now he's a small forward on DraftKings. He's a shooting guard on is he a shooting guard small forward on FanDuel or just a shooting guard on FanDuel? He is just a shooting guard on FanDuel. Josh Giddy. All right, he's fifty three. Mm-hmm. He's fifty three hundred dollars on FanDuel. He's forty one though. Over on DraftKings, going up against Houston. No, it. I said, I said it on the podcast. This is not a good spot for him in Utah. But no. he gave you a little glimpse of what I about him. He gave you ten rebounds, three assists, four points. Now give him a much easier competition going up against Houston. 
I expect the points, the assists to go up, and I think the rebounds will come down slightly, but this is what he is. He's a guy that will give you near triple-double type production. So I'm willing to go back to the well here with my guy Giddy. He's one of my favorite players, young players of the offseason. I've been touting him a lot. Six overall pick, came over the Australian Basketball League over there. I think it's the NBL. And he was the youngest player ever to record triple-doubles. When he left, he led the league in assists. He's a really good player that's, that's getting a really good chance here or a bad team to just be on the floor. So give me some Giddy. You're giddy for giddy. Can we giddy up with giddy? Can we can we do something? Ooh, like that? that dude, that that just one up to me. So that was a. What if I if my family wasn't sleeping, I'd be clapping right now. I wanted but, I want the Kramer giddy up. So that's what I'm. Uh, exactly. No, no, no. Anyone else? I'm sure. Shout out to anyone else that knows. I Howard no. would have appreciated that. Maybe he'll listen. Maybe he won't. Any other shooting guards or where are we? Any other small forward rather than that we're looking at? <laughs> We're on small forward, John. Well, everybody's a shooting guard small forward, so it throws me off. Any other small forwards that you're looking at? Yeah, and 5,400 on FanDuel, I think, is a really good price. Um, Again, Keith, yeah, I think it's a great cash game play and a a really good matchup against the Kings, 5,400. Look, he's a good scorer, so I think he's fine. I think Scotty Barnes, we can go back to the well there. He played a bunch of minutes, 32 minutes in in his debut. He just turned the ball over a crap ton. He's got to cut that out. And then Kelly Oubre. Who started? I was kind of surprised that he started. Is so is Rozier back? Uh, he, I don't know. I mean, but he's still questionable. Still questionable. So, so if Rozier sits again, I think Ubre at fifty-one could be appealing because I, I Bridges. But then I looked at the price and I was no. Miles Bridges is sixty-eight hundred on yeah. DraftKings. I'm not. Like, he's, getting the, he's getting the ball boost, you know. Yeah, he's getting. Yeah, he plays so well with Lon or with Lamelo, and I'm just not going to pay it. So I, I do think Ubre's in play, probably contingent on uh, Rozier playing. Okay. So I have those three guys in the valueish tier. Oh, Melo. Well, I guess we'll we can we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait. All right. Uh, power forward. I'm trying to see Anthony Davis on Fanduel's ten two. We already talked about LeBron and Durant. Sabonis, right? You just go back here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can play them both. You can play. You could probably start your build Sabonis Davis if you wanted to on DraftKings. <laughs> Sabonis is nine K. Davis is eight nine. Davis is only eighty eight the other day. So yeah, they, yeah, let's, they didn't, yeah. They didn't touch after a huge game. Yeah, fifty eight points. Not 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 great. Let's just let's lower his price tag. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's there. Christian Wood gets Oklahoma City. I think there's definitely a path to him being. Uh, a really great play. Toby Embiid is questionable already. And I know Drummond's there. To drug dude. We, I know we're not at center, but Drummond had 17 rebounds in each. Drummond minutes. went nuts. <laughs> Drummond went absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> but I mean, from an offensive standpoint, that's good news for Toby. If he's out $7,600, I think that's a really good, really good play for him. Again, I'm looking at Jared Allen, center power forward, Rashawn Holmes, center power forward. Rob Williams has never played power forward in his life, center power forward. Bypass Julius Randle. How dare you? Go ahead, talk about him. I mean, I don't know. It's Orlando. I mean, he had 35, 9, and 8. Yeah, in 46 minutes. He had 37 and, and like 7 through regulation. Eh, whatever. Fine, go ahead. Play. We don't play in Orlando. They play slow. They, they Those those games yeah, generally no. suck. It's fine. I, I Look... I mean, I'm not playing him over Sabonis. I'm not playing him over AD. I'm just mention, I'm just saying that, like, at least give the man his flowers. 60 fantasy points. Yeah, fine. That's fine. I'd rather play Evan Mobley at 6,100. Who had 17, I mean, yeah. 9, 17, 9, 6, 1, and 1 in 38 minutes. Yeah. So, 
And yeah. it's Charlotte, right? So we're playing one of these centers against Cleveland, against Charlotte, whether it's Jared Allen or Evan Mobley, they're both probably good plays. Yeah. What did Jared, what was Jared Allen's deal in game one? What, what was good. he, he had 48 feet. He went nuts, huh? He went to 25, 4, 3, and 3 blocks. Three steals, three blocks. I mean, no wonder they, but Mobley played they more here. minutes. Mobley played 38, and Allen only played 28. I mean, I'd rather play Mobley. Do you think Mobley checks in? You think he's a little chalky here after that game? Probably, but he's 61. That's a good price on FanDuel. What is he? That is a good price. He's he a 69. I expected him to be 10. So Yeah. He's going to be $11 on Yahoo because that's he's, uh, $25. All right. Yeah. So they fixed it. So... Yeah, I mean, listen, I like I like the kid. He all this is what he's doing all preseason. He was balling out. We we laugh because they have too many bigs, but they started all of them and it's worked. So whatever, I don't care. Harrison Barnes against Utah, no. PJ Washington didn't see the floor barely, so he's out. What are you doing with the uh, the Bamba Carter Jr. duo? I mean, Mo Bamba went nuts. Carter was good, so I think you can go back there. And plus, again, it's we talk about this all the time. We they paid him. I know he only played 19 minutes, but it was a blowout. It's just it's just going to be interesting because he was really good in his 19 minutes. But if he's only going to play 19 minutes, I'm going to play Mo Bamba seven of seven days of the week. Yep. So tough tough to trust tournaments only. Pick one, Grant Williams or Preston Sachua. Oh, dude, I, but I almost tweeted this, but I've been busy moving and stuff. I, I literally almost tweeted out that I will never play Grant Williams. And I'm I will happily lose on the nights that Grant Williams does well. So <laughs> Thirty-one fantasy points. <laughs> I will I will I won't answer, but you have my answer by 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 admission. So yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you there. Nick Claxton thoughts. <laughs> I mean, if he starts right, it's he's in play, but I, I, that center rotation's a mess. And one of our our loyal subscribers and listeners, J.R. Bowers, mentioned that. Steve Nash said that Brooklyn's going to play all these guys every night. So, like, if he continues to split time with six other guys, then it's very hard to to get behind any of them. So, if you want to do it, if he's starting, go for it. He's When you look at the rest of the value options, there's not much down here. So, Yep, I'm with you there. Let's go to center. Uh, Nikola Jokic, 48 fantasy points against Phoenix. It wasn't. It's a tough matchup, so you, you got to kind of cross that out. But now, considerably better matchup here against San Antonio. But are you paying the money? Are you paying up for Nikola Jokic here? I don't think he'd have two assists in a game ever again. So I'm better on DraftKings where we get the bonuses for for double-doubles and triple-doubles. So I'm going to go yes to Jokic on DraftKings. I'll probably pass on 11-1 on FanDuel. And I'd, I'd rather probably spend up on other guys. So yep. uh, I actually yes, don't really – this, I mean – and Bede, if he plays, I guess fine. Going up against Brooklyn, I think, is probably an okay matchup for him. We already talked about Anthony Davis. Yep, Sabonis, we know you can play him. That's fine. But traditional centers, now I'm not in on Vucevic. Again, it's just 15 and 15 in 35 minutes is great, but if that's what I think he's going to give you. It's not going to pay what his price tag is going to end up being. Uh, Rudy Gobert, really good game re- rebounding the basketball and scoring 16 points 21 boards but he has a good matchup against sacramento if you want to spend there we talked about jared allen robert williams uh he's gonna be so chalky he's gonna be so popular 7k on fanduel williams is priced up at 62 62. he's gonna be so popular at 6200 
Mm-hmm. What's his Yahoo? He is twenty one dollars. Yeah, gonna have to play him there too, probably. Uh, so three, three point three points for blocks and steals on Yahoo. Look, ultimately, it doesn't matter if 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 Embiid sits. None of this matters because you just plug Drummond. If Correct. Embiid sits, he's Correct. fifty. He's fifty five. So let's just say that I just and he's fifty three on Fanduel and Yahoo. So Yahoo, he is nineteen dollars. So you you plug and play just for anyone listening. I hundred percent agree on everything you just said. Robert Williams is a great play. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter if if Embiid sits because then you're just plugging Drummond. And I am um, Prince and Goon. John, that, that's you just threw me a layup. Thank you. Because um, my my boy Sangan my boy Sangan is a monster. Yeah, I, I, I've been I've been saying that this guy is going. Dude, they've been talking about this guy. What a surprise! Tice wasn't the answer at center. I know what a what a shock. But they've been talking about this since the preseason, where Christian Wood was basically came out and said, like, "Yeah, I'm going to play power forward more." And I think we talked about this on the pod where Silas was, "Yeah, Sangan's been the best player on the floor." And then he comes out in 18 minutes and he puts up 27 fantasy points. I, I do think he's the real deal now. On a 10 game slate, you know, 40. He's a power forward eligible though, so what does he it matter? He is power forward eligible. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I think just just to throw out a couple more names. Did I think a pivot. Did I see who played? Whiteside. Did did he now? Whiteside played a lot, huh? Yep. What 18 minutes? Interesting. That's that's like a scary front court. You want you want to right? face Gobert, and then when Gobert comes out, you get Whiteside. And it's six points, ten rebounds, two blocks and a steal. And now he's facing Sacramento. We know he hates the Kings. Yeah, and he hates the Kings. He hates the Kings. Two two stints with the Kings. Still hates him. They wouldn't I'd, play him either time. <laughs> I wouldn't play him either time. Yeah, I'm fine with that for tournaments. I think a couple more guys. Mitchell Robinson. Thank you. Thirty nine hundred by the way on DraftKings. Oof. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm. You don't have to sell me on it. If, if I'm playing 20 max, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play some lineups. Mitchell Robinson, your boy. I think. Let's see. Nerlens already ruled out. Yep. Taj Gibson, game time decision listed as questionable for the personal matter. So, I mean, either way, we're gonna get big minutes out of Mitch Rob. So I think he's in play. And then both Wizards, which we mentioned the other night, Harrell was really good off the bench. And he's really good. He's just a very good player. And Gafford was able to to stay out of foul trouble. Four, four blocks and two four in a block. So I think both those guys are in play. Would I ever? I would never touch them in cash. But I think cash games at center is Robert Williams, who is still scary in cash because he's foul happy too. It, uh, so, and, I, so if Horford plays, I probably draw back a little bit on Rob Williams. Yeah, I want to see. Fair. I want to see how they are because they played together one game in the preseason, and Time Lord did nothing in that game. He was he didn't know what to do with Horford next to him. So hmm. maybe some, maybe some Mo Bamba in cash too. Uh, Sixty three, especially if he's going to get the blocks. You can play Mobley in cash. He's center eligible on Fanduel. Also, Chris Boucher returned to the lineup. Seventeen minutes. Nothing's changed. Um, yeah. He needs to he needs to get away from uh, Nick Nurse because him and Nick Nurse clearly don't see eye to eye. Don't know he was a G League MVP at one point. Who does Justin Breland knows? Justin Breland knows it's true. Shout out Justin. Shout out Justin Breland. Chris Boucher's number one fan. Amen to that. Uh, so so James, that wraps it up here. Let's finish it off with our prize picks selection for the slate. We've uh, I think we've done okay with this. We have obviously we haven't been a hundred percent, but I think we've hit the majority of the plays. 
uh, that we've been putting out here. Again, we're doing this the night before, so prize picks some limited props to take a look at here. But James, if you're kicking this off, give me one that has your eye. Oh, I'm going, we, we talked about it, revenge narrative, Evan Fournier going to Orlando, 14 and a half is his points total. Uh, I'm going over, he might double it against his, his former team. Uh, he scored 32 in opening night. I know it was overtime, but it's not like he scored 32 in overtime. He, he was very effective throughout the game. So uh, I'm going to go Evan Fournier over 14 and a half points. That's my first pick. I'm 48 over 14 and a half points. I, I think that's a good one. I'm going to go what honestly feels a lock. And I, I would almost play both of these guys. But <laughs> Evan Mobley is 13 and a half points against Charlotte. And Jared Allen is just 12 and a half points against Charlotte. Uh, you double dipping? You double dipping? I like the, the over on both of those. I mean, Allen had 25 in the last game we saw. We talked about Mobley. Oh, he had 19, I think, in that game as well, playing a whole bunch of minutes. So, yeah, give me hit 17. Give me them both. They're going to be fed the ball. They're, they're usage rate monsters. You mentioned Garland may be out, which means if Rubio is the point guard, he's not going to be shooting. Garland's going to be he's gonna be dishing. So give me the two big monsters there going up against that Charlotte front court. For my second pick, because I, I love both those, I was thinking about going you, doing the three-headed monster and, and taking a, a Markinen prop, but I'll skip it. Give I'm going to go, player. huh? Yeah, pick a, a good, good player. player. <laughs> well, I was actually going to go under. He, two and a half threes is his, is his three-point prop. So I'm going to go with Afro Brandon Ingram, 23 and a half points. I think that, that pa- the pace of that game is going to be very high. And I know the, Bulls, the Bulls-Cavs game was very drawn out, but I think the Cavs are going to play it. I mean, when you start three seven-footers, you're not going to play at a fast pace. It just, it just is what it is, right? So I'm going to go Brandon Ingram over 23 and a half actual points. I think he's going to have a really big game. Again, with no Zion, it's the Brandon Ingram show. It just, that is what it is. He's the only show in town. I know Nikhil Alexander-Walker's around. There's a bunch of Good ancillary pieces around Brandon Ingram, but everything's going to run through him. Give me Brandon Ingram over 23 and a half actual points. All right. <laughs> Excuse me there. Sorry. Uh, so we have Brandon Ingram over, or do you say 23 and a half points there? Yep. I had over points for Evan Mobley at 13 and a half and over points from Jared at 12 and a half points. And then you had the Evan Fournier uh, revenge game at over 14 and a half points against Orlando. That's our four picks. Uh, four prize picks on this slate. Again, we'll be in Discord talking through everything for you guys all up until roster lock. We got a full day of content for everybody as well. So be on the lookout for all of that bright and early, including this podcast that you're listening to right this second. For James Grande, I'm John Pemba. We will catch you guys next time.